Hello listeners, and welcome to The Detail's new podcast called Michael Jackson Unspun. Jackson was admitted the biggest selling album of all time. Michael Jackson has become the first artist in the history of music to generate six number one singles off one album. Michael Jackson! Michael Jackson! But I must confess it feels good to be thought of as a person, not as a personality. Okay, um, so welcome to this episode of The Details Podcast, Michael Jackson Unspun. I'm Matt, the video creator behind YouTube's The Detail, and also your host for this series. Uh, but I'm also here with another Michael Jackson YouTuber, uh, MJ Fangirl. How are you doing? Hi, Matt. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I was just saying to you before we started that um, I actually announced our podcast on the on my community on YouTube um, and had a really amazing response. I was really not expecting. Yeah, <laughs> well, people were really yeah. excited. I saw that. I was like, oh my gosh, yay. Yeah, I don't know. You're always a bit like unsure thinking, oh, it'll, it'll probably just be tumbleweeds or people are not going to be that interested until they actually see it. But I had really great response and people like, brilliant idea, can't wait for it. Definitely, is it, hopefully it's going to be on Spotify or it's going to be on, you know, Apple um, you know, on Apple as well. So, and they are on there, so there's no worry there. Yeah, it's going to be really great. Um, I look forward to all the conversations and maybe some of the, the questions that they had, we can answer at some point too. Yes. And there were so many great questions for that, actually. Um, looking at those questions actually really makes me think, wow, I'm really never going to lose like run out of content I'm because as a YouTuber I'm always asked like well, how can you talk about Michael Jackson that much aren't you gonna like run out of things to talk about but looking at those questions and how good they were um, it really makes me think no <laughs> there's there's always gonna be something to talk about so we're gonna answer a couple of those later on um, so the main topic today is predictions Predictions on if Michael Jackson hadn't died in 2009, what would we think as fans, but also speculating what his career and life might have unfolded over the last 10, 11 years? Um, so that should be really interesting to hear our different perspectives on that, on that subject. Um, and then secondly, we have our Desert Island Disc Quickfire Round, which is where we are kind of doing uh, this song or this song, this song or this song type questions um, where we're going to go into semi-finals and finals and then resort down to our favourite ultimate Michael Jackson song that we would take with us on a desert island. Um, so that should be interesting to see how our tastes are so different as, as fans of Michael Jackson. And then lastly we do have our Q&A. So we are going to be answering some of those questions that were asked. <laughs> Right, so main topic of today is our predictions. If Michael Jackson hadn't died in 2009, what would we expect him to be doing? Yes. Um, so the first <laughs> one in this is, uh, well, the first aspect I want to look into today is what would you've hoped in an ideal world as a fan he would have done in the last 11 years? So MJ fam girl, what's your thoughts? Okay, so in terms of his art, I would have loved to see Michael Jackson dive into like some different projects, like maybe an all acapella or an acoustic album, something like almost like the uh, MTV, they used to have a show, it was called, I forgot what it was called, but it was like 
the person, the artist would get up there with like very minimal band. Was it like yes, unplugged? Yes, 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 yes. Michael yeah. Jackson unplugged. Yeah. I would have loved to. S- oh my god, that would have right? been amazing. Because um, like yeah. I feel like a lot of the Michael Jackson we got in the later, especially in as we progressed into his career was like very produced. It was always a big production. Mm. Yeah, I, and I could also imagine him around 2009 really falling into the whole kind of auto-tune, like EDM type. Let's try and make him really current. And and I, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit as a vocalist as well. Totally and, true. Yeah. Yeah. We And it like an Unplugged show would have totally brought it back to that. And I also have these lofty dreams about Michael Jackson having a like a Las Vegas residency like Celine Dion. Okay, yeah. I don't know if that would have worked um, because Michael Jackson's show kind of always had to be like over the top, totally 100% mm. on. But I would have loved to see that, you know, plan weekends with my friends to go oh out my and stay. See that, three shows yeah. in a row. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's why this is like imagining as a fan what you'd want to see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just my yeah. dreams. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Do you like have the same type of desires? Um, yeah, so, so I've wrote a little bit of a list. So in an ideal world as a fan, so he would have um, done the this is it concerts it would have been a raving success it would have been like 2009 again in you know in terms of the fandom would come back people would be embracing michael jackson there would be this real nostalgia and he would be kind of um held up as a great performer and a great artist again um and then that would lead on to a world tour which oh, he yes. they were planning as well which would have been amazing um, and he would have toured that for like a few years. He would have done all the kind of philanthropic um, exploits that he really wanted to do and kind of reconnected with his fans globally. And then I was thinking it would be absolutely amazing, especially as a video um, video editor now, a videographer now, is if there was like some really well done video specials of his performances. Oh, that would have been really good. We we were lacking that, I feel like, especially in the last few years of his life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I know he was planning to do um, a television special, a Halloween one for CBS. Um, so something similar to that where it might be a Halloween special but there might actually just be reimagining of his music and his performance, um, you know, for broadcast as well that we could kind of hold and keep and not actually have to be, a, you know, have to attend the concert. Right. I guess really for me it's also I would love for him to have some kind of documentary, like almost like a... Uh, Truthful Dare by Madonna type, you know, where they followed him round and you got to see inside his life and there was really oh. in-depth like interviews that weren't kind of, you know, trying to be really exploitative of him. Um, Something like, I guess, what uh, what was it called? The Martin Bashir should have been. Martin yeah, Bashir yeah, exactly. Because I feel like that was kind of like that. Yeah, 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 I guess so. Yeah, just from like a different perspective. I just think something that just showed him like as he was in that time in his life and showed like the artistry and like his creative process as well as his kind of family life and his view on uh, the world and relationships and family and all that stuff. 
That would have been really good. I think it would have reminded people who Michael Jackson was as a person because that kind of got lost. Mm. Yeah. And then for me, also, I would really love a really well done, very well researched cinema quality miniseries on his whole life. Um, because, you know, they talk about doing a movie here or they might do a special here and there or a TV film or whatever. But I feel like Michael Jackson, firstly, you can't put his life in a film. It's just there's too much. <laughs> there's too much there. You need a miniseries. It needs to be a few seasons long. It needs to be like The Crown. That's what I'm looking for. Um, actually, could it just be a next Netflix, uh, The Crown type production on yeah. Michael Jackson? And done really well, really well researched, really kind of de uh, deep and multi-layered in terms of how they deconstruct him as a human being and is really informative. I would love that. Oh my gosh, I would have loved that. Um, and then the last thing that I would love from him is also for him to have that one film acting role. I know he always wanted to be an actor. He loved cinema. <laughs> um, and it wasn't, it was kind of a career that was, uh, you know, it was difficult for him. He didn't get the opportunities that he wanted. And when he tried to find his own opportunities, it didn't work out for him. So I think me as a fan, um, I, I, and also for him, I would love for him to have that one role that was almost like a, an Oscar worthy role that he was really recognized for and people really um, celebrated him as an actor you know yeah. as well as a performer and, and a singer and all that yeah i think when michael uh, acted in his short films and moonwalker we see that the potential is there so you know it would have been cool to see him expand on that yeah, and I'm, I imagine this again being kind of like a comeback or a reimagine, like a reinvention of his career if he was able to do that. So, so that's me in terms of me being a fan and what I would like to see. Um, what would have been um, a good realistic future for Michael Jackson? So, not like you as a fan, but what do you think if you were like managing Michael Jackson in 2009, um, this was the next stage in his life, what would you suggest to him is a realistic? Um, good outlook on his career and life. If I were managing Michael Jackson, I would know that Michael Jackson puts an immense amount of pressure on himself to like outperform himself and outdo himself every time. So I would have mm -hmm. told Michael, hey, work six months out of the year, take six months off. Something where Michael could have found, you know, found the time to yeah, yeah, exactly. Be with his family, be with his kids, you know, maybe, you know, date around, you know, do some fun stuff and <laughs> then get back to work. Because I think that Michael, when he was like recording albums or preparing for shows, he was just like engrossed in this bubble of pressure. And in order to relieve mm. that, I would have liked to see him, you know, have some time on, some time off. And I also um wanted to read a small passage from the rabbi shmuley book where he uh f he taped some conversations with michael jackson okay it's really short but yeah. i i wanted to because i think it's important here to really hear in the last few years what michael was saying about his own career um it says do you feel well rabbi shmuley said do you feel that if the next album is not amazing, that you are not going to be special? Michael says, it would be a terrible blow to me if I did not perform as well as I wish, because I put real pressure on myself and I demand the best out of myself, I really do. The best of the form or the medium that I work in, and I put a lot of pressure on myself, 
So to have that happen, if that was to happen, it would be psychologically destroying for me. So, yeah, I would have totally tried to make sure that there was a balance in his life for sure. And I would have loved to see him do film, like you said. Mm. Um, because I feel like that would have been a different realm. So maybe there wouldn't really be that thing of like, oh, I got to do better than Thriller because this is a whole different medium. Well, I think that's what he was trying to look for, you know, after the bad tour. He was thinking, I've already done that, accomplished that. I need to move on to something different uh, because you don't want to just constantly try to outdo yourself. Yeah. Um, but I think he was very much a character of like, he was greatly motivated once he was in it, but once he was out of it, he was out of it. And it was really hard for him to get back into it because he had this huge expectation, this huge legacy behind him, weighing over him. You know, it was like a very long shadow that kind of haunted him right. uh, when he tried to do anything else creative, um, creatively. And it's hard because like even when you look at Invincible and the other day I was looking at the album reviews for Invincible when it came out and even that people like the reviews on like Rolling Stone and like some of the initial reviews that came out were not very fair to Michael Jackson as an artist I felt like because they were mm -hmm. comparing it to the past, you know, mm -hmm. or using the fact that he was like kind of a spectacle in the media and then talking about the album so it was like he could never really win in that case and it's funny like this was always the conversation after thriller it always became hey look i know we say a lot of stuff about michael jackson but he does actually quite decent music the music was kind of sidelined like constantly it was always about his own personal life his like media personality it wasn't so much about the music or his talent as much. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I hoped that if he would have lived past 2009 that that would change eventually, you know? Uh, yeah. But I guess he was also his worst enemy in that, that he always built this huge persona. He, he couldn't be low-key. It always had to be bigger, better, massive, hysteria, everywhere. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of like a gift and a curse in a way. It was a gift to us as as fans and as the general public to like always see, oh, Michael Jackson's doing this and mm. that, and uh, things would get bigger and bigger. But I guess personally, it was it was uh, hard for him. Mm. So okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. Well, this is my plan. So if I was his manager in 2009 and thinking about Michael Jackson and knowing what he's like as a person, also his age, he was 50 years old and, you know, it took a lot out of him to do concerts. I would have, so the most, the ideal situation I would be like, okay, I hope you can do these concerts for this is it. <laughs> the ideal situation is that you would. I don't think a world tour because I don't think, I don't think that's good for him. I think that would be too much. I would suggest Vegas residency, but with his brothers. <gasps> oh my um, gosh, yes. Yeah. So the way which I see this, and I feel like this is quite realistic, because I can't imagine him being able to, to perform like 50 shows in a year, like three times a week, like that kind of schedule. I think he would find it boring, but I think it would be good if it was like, he's almost like the opener. So like to the Jacksons, so he would go in and he would do, you know, some of, you know, Billie Jean and a couple of like his notorious hits. Um, and then the Jacksons would come on, they would do all the hits and then he'll come at the end and, and do like, I'll be there or something, you know, but he's not doing the bulk of the show. He's just doing a couple numbers. I would have loved that. And I also think it would have been great for the Jacksons. I just, mm. cause I love the Jacksons. 
and I feel like they are the shows and stuff that they're playing are not really equivalent to what they should be playing now, you know. So、mm. that would have been great for them. Yeah, and I think like I, I think that get keeps him in the game of performing, but it's just not as intense. It's in the same place. He wants to live in Vegas、um, after this is it anyway, so he could go back to home every night.、Um, you know, and it wasn't him performing for two hours every single night. It would be him performing for maximum twenty minutes.、Um, so, so that's what I would suggest to him if I was his manager. Um, also, if I was his manager, I would imagine that he could front some kind of like talent show or TV show. I'm just thinking around the like 2010s. There was a lot of you know the Voice and Think You Can Dance and all that type of stuff. I could imagine there'll be like Michael. I, wasn't he going to do a TV show for This Is It about trying to find his backup dancers or something? Um, I think I heard that. I'm really not sure. But I would have loved to、yeah. see Michael as like a judge on X Factor or something, <laughs> even if it was just like、yeah. two episodes. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine him being almost like an enigma in the background. Like there would be judges, there'd be people doing it every day, but then each episode he'll be there for like a cameo for five minutes. It would be like built up everywhere. I could imagine him getting a really good paycheck doing that. Yeah,、uh, kind of fr- fronting that type of TV show because we have to think about the money as well. He needed the money, so we need to think where's <laughs> where's it coming from. That's true.、Um, And then also, I think yeah, TV specials. So him not so much doing like sellout shows every single night, but him doing TV specials where he could develop a show and and you know sell it to a network. I think that would have worked really well with him. And then I think also、um, new music, but new music in the sense. And I always think about this with legacy artists. I would love to see an artist that takes. Work that wasn't released at the time when they produced it, and create an album out of it, and do like reimagining of that content, well,、uh, of that, of that. Oh. Yeah, like in. So kind of like escape, but actually him being alive and putting his hands in it to rework it. Yeah, like yeah, it's almost like because I think the thing with a lot of fans is that they don't necessarily want new music; they want the old stuff. But I I can imagine you kind of as a fan, you want the old stuff, but you want it to feel new. You want a different take、oh, on it. Like I love listening、yeah. to like remixes of old songs, and and it you know it reinvents it in my eyes as well. If he created alternative music videos for songs that he did years ago, years ago that didn't get a music video at the Time. I feel like that would be really interesting,、um, and that would have been fun. And also, I think I would have loved that. Yeah, and I think I think the fans would love it as well. Right. Okay. And then the third one is,、uh, what do you think would have been the most likely scenario? So, if you had to make a prediction, you had placed a bet on it. What if he was alive for the next eleven years? How do you think his life would have turned out? Okay. If I had to make a prediction, I think that we would have by now had. One and a half more albums. Like I think, <laughs> I say one and, and a half, half. <laughs> because I'm gonna say I know that we would have another greatest hits album. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I feel like Michael Jackson was releasing a greatest hits album like every three years. I have so、yeah. many different copies of greatest hits.、Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely in the 2000s. Right. <laughs> There were so many. 
So I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think the first one I bought, well, the first, I remember buying the DVD for, uh, was it the ones and the number ones for, yes. with all the music videos? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was my first one when I was like 12. I bought I bought that before YouTube, before yeah. being able to see it online. I remember downloading Thriller on like Ares or LimeWire mm-hmm. like, on my computer and it would take about a day for it to to happen. So I just remember constantly trying to play it and it would just show up the disclaimer and then it would stop, you know, like, and then <laughs> slowly you'd see the car drive up. It was a very painful Aww. process. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day, the internet <laughs> was so much slower. Now I'm like, if what, something doesn't load in one second, I'm like, data, Wi-Fi, data, Wi-Fi, why are you not loading? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I remember with YouTube back in 2006, 2007, I used bring it up on the browser like a video I would wait for it to load all the way through and then I would watch it because because you couldn't just watch a video like click and watch it that wasn't allowed that wasn't you didn't have the (laughs) capability of doing that yeah I I vaguely remember that as well but anyway so yes (laughs) an album and a half yes an album and a half I think we would have had and I also think well I think this is it would have happened I don't think that the subsequent tour, world tour, would have happened because I think after those 50 shows, Michael would have been exhausted and they would have found a way out. Um, Mm. But yeah, I just... And I think he would have gotten into film. I really strongly believe that because with his kids getting older and 3T, um, I know Taj always talks about it, that, that he was planning to do some projects with his uncle. So yeah, I think that really would have been likely. And I... I, I although I wish that we would have gotten like <sighs> new music that would have been like you know it would have broken the charts and broken the airwaves mm. I just think that unfortunately there were too many things working against Michael in terms of like the way that the press was receiving him and all that I think it would have been mm. a similar um to Invincible in its reception but I think it would have sold well but just not in a way where people would have given the credit that he should be given for the art mm. yeah yeah or, or people just thinking about talking about the past and like oh well this isn't as good as it was I can you know and you do have artists like that like with Madonna where you know, she s- sells out stadiums all the time and then she decides to do something smaller and it's, you know, people are always equating her her album or her single success on her previous rather than rather than the uh, yeah. the quality of the work that she's producing. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, what I think the most likely scenario would have been is that Firstly, I don't think she, he would have finished. This is it. <laughs> I think he probably. I think he probably would have. Uh, it would have been a situation where there would have been cancelled performances, and eventually it would have to. You know, he would have to bow out because of injury or, or you know, be hospitalised or something. Because I just don't think he was. He was up to that. Yeah. It's you know. It's hard. And he had. And when you when you think about it with the history tour, he had lots of health issues as well. So and you know trying to do that fifteen, well twelve, fifteen years later, it's a it's a, it's a lot to take on someone. Um, so I I think that's the most likely scenario that it would have been a big bang. Everything would have been amazing for the first like. 10, 20 shows, yeah. and it would have, you know, people would have got really excited about it. It would have been, the, you know, the show everyone's talking about, but then it would have kind of 
fallen apart a bit. Um, and then I imagine from that that I, I I can't imagine him doing a new album, but yes, I can imagine more like uh, well him doing like Bad Twenty Five and being really involved in that, like he was with Thriller. Right. Um, and then I imagine him appearing in different duets or being sampled a lot by, you know, the Acons and the Will I Ams um, of this of this world, and being involved in music in that way, kind of producing or writing oh, or that, being I would being featured. That. Yeah, no, I I can imagine because I feel like that it kind of. T- it allows him to express himself artistically, but it kind of takes away from the pressure of like chart success or like a huge promo right. <laughs> of his next hit single that he has to, you know, equate to what he's done before. Um, and then, um, yeah, and to be honest, I imagine a lot of things that happened in the last year would have happened as well. I think his um, assets would have had to be kind of, you know, rene- renegotiated and new dealings in that in that way as well. Um, and unfortunately, I think there would have been more allegations and court cases. I, I don't yeah. think he would have really got away from that, really. Um, and I think he would have remained a target for a lot of people, even like historically. Um, it's sad because in a way now that Michael Jackson did pass away when he did I mean at least things didn't get worse right because as time would have moved on there definitely would have been more like you said so yeah and I guess like I yeah and I guess looking back it's good to think at least he had a few years where he got away, where he was able to really be a father and he was able to have his own life for himself rather than trying to please his father or his family, a manager, the media. He kind of just took himself away and then, and then he kind of, and he probably left the way which he wanted to with a big bang, with a huge adulation, the whole world mourned for him, yeah. you know, I, you know, it wasn't like he kind of slipped away quietly and no one. thought anything about it you know I I mean I don't know I hate to say it but it's like I remember hearing Lisa Marie talk about this and saying that um, Michael kind of knew or he felt that he would die young or he felt Mm. that a lot of the greats passed away before their time and I don't know I can't speculate further on it but all I know is that perhaps you know this this does almost qualify him with so many of the greats that died before their time who knows? Yeah. So now it's our Desert Island Disc quickfire uh, question round. The first song is I Just Can't Stop Loving You or Got To Be There. For me, it's going to be Got To Be There. I just, I love this song. I think it just reminds me of Michael being an amazing vocalist, even at that young age. So got to go with that. Is that his from his first album? I believe it is. I believe so, yes. Yeah, I yeah. Think. I always get confused between that song and Never Can Say Goodbye. I don't know why. Oh, it does have a similar sound. Yeah. Okay. Next one is uh, Dangerous or Dancing Machine? Um, I'm going to have to go with... Ah. <sighs> I'm going to have to go with Dangerous, because if I was on a a deserted island, I would want 
to dance and remember the times when I used to try to learn the dangerous choreography. <laughs> so I'd have to bring that song. Did you not learn the dancing machine choreography? <laughs> no, you know what? It was just too easy for me, so I had to go over to something more challenging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Too advanced. Um, yeah, mine's mine's dangerous as well. Okay. Um, but that's actually a real. I guess he kind of did revisit that one though. Uh, dangerous, you know, in the history period. Because he originally, I think it was beginning of 94, he was going to do a music video for it. Did you hear about this? Oh, no, I didn't know that. So, obviously the allegations happened at the end of the summer of 93. But his plan was that he was almost going to do um, a smooth criminal type move. Where, do a big production video for Dangerous. Like he did with Smooth Criminal and try and revitalize cells in Dangerous. Um, yeah, that was the video never to be made. <laughs> right, so the next one is, is it scary or, I mean this is a no-brainer, don't stop till you get enough. Oh, definitely don't stop till you get enough. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, yeah, no. This is, this is when you can tell it is truly random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, is it scary just never did it for me. I don't hate the song though. Yeah. I, I did a whole Halloween video on it, but yeah, I did quite like it when I was listening to it. But then I had to listen to it about 20 times to actually like it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't one that grew on me really quickly. <laughs> right, next one is Ease On Down The Road or Bad? Um, I'm gonna go with Bad. Yeah, I'm kind of a, yeah, I'll go for Bad as well. Um, even though I don't really like Bad. I d <gasps> I can't, Why? I can't think of a, I think when I was a kid I liked it more, but I don't think I was ever obsessed with it, but okay. I like the visuals and the dancing and you know how iconic it is as a song, but actually like listening to it like in my own time I just don't really right. listen to it. Yeah, I mean I think a lot of those like really popular Michael Jackson hit singles, a lot of us fans like have huge ones that were like, yeah, no, Billie Jean? Nah. Don't yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next one is Scream or I'll Be There. Uh, I am going to go with Scream. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that I'll go with this because I really love hearing Michael and Janet on the same track. I'm a Janet fan as well, so I got to go with that one. I'm just thinking the song that I would listen to most. I'm going to say I'll be there, because that is a classic. Uh, and also Scream was my alarm clock when I was a kid, so that, I, I still hold uh, resentment <laughs> against that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Right. So next one is In the Closet or ABC? Um, I'm going to have to go with ABC, because I started out as a Jackson 5 Jacksons fan when I was very, very young, so I feel like I need that just for like nostalgia purposes. Mm. How about you? Um, probably in the closet, but I'm not crazy about it either. Okay. But I, I think ABC for me is too kind of bubblegum. Like, I, I really do like The Love You Save and like uh, Mama's Pearl and stuff, but ABC is too... Ooh. I don't know. I feel like it's too much like a nursery rhyme. For me, at least. Right, right, yeah. 
I saw that Jackie um, Jackie Jackson had said that his kids he has like really young uh, mm -hmm. twins and he says that his kids walk around the house singing it and you know he feels such a special part of history because he thinks he says that kids will always walk around and sing that song yeah I yeah I can imagine it being one of those songs that are just forever with us yeah okay the next one is why or ain't no sunshine Oh, oh, this is really hard. <laughs> but you know what? Just, I think why? Because why is just so fun to sing along with. Mm. And it's fun to like mimic the different voices of like 3T and then Michael. It's yeah. just so much like, it's fun. It's a fun song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really like why as well. Because I really like 3T as well. Yeah, they're awesome. I actually just started recently listening. Um, they're like coming out with some new music, not as 3T, but like um, as individual singers. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Still doing stuff. Yeah, because I remember when Michael Jackson died, I got all these like, well, I downloaded all these bootleg like, oh, this is unreleased Michael Jackson songs. And loads of them were 3T and I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a song Tease Me, which I didn't even know was, I thought it was oh. Michael Jackson. Uh, but it was actually free tea. Um, so, and I really like that song. I would listen to it all the time. And I think even when I was listening to it, I was like, I'm not sure whether this is him, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to brush up on my 3T catalog. I only know a few songs. Yeah, no, same here. <laughs> it was just that particular song. I really liked it. Yeah. Okay, next one is The Girl Is Mine or Heal The World. Okay. <laughs> this is a hard choice, but I'm going to have to go with the girl is mine um classic duet yeah yeah mine's probably the girl is mine i remember as a kid i loved the song and i would always do the whole michael we can't talk about this you know don't you remember <laughs> <laughs> i would always do that and even as a teenager i would i would recount it to my friends and they're just like what is that what are you doing? <laughs> It's such a good skit. It's really good. I, I think so. It's good, but it's also, it's it's fun and kind of cheesy as well, which I have no problem with. <laughs> right. Next one is Chicago, or who is it? Oh my gosh, that's so hard. Oh my gosh, that's unfair. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with who is it. Although I love Chicago and I probably play it more than who is it now. Uh, hmm. Who is it just because... Yeah, it, it just, it's really good. No explanation needed. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a huge fan of either one of those songs, but I think it'll probably be this, um, who is it? Right, and our last one is Ghosts or Stranger in Moscow? I'm going to go with, oh, this is hard, but I'll say Stranger in Moscow because I need one of those songs to just like help me chill zone out on a rainy day and I think Stranger in Moscow is always it. Yeah, I think that's mine as well. Um, okay, so our next bit is our Q&A. We got some really great questions from people. Um, um, yeah, if you've got any questions at all, please leave them in the comment box below. And the most liked ones are the ones we're gonna be answering. So even if you haven't got a question, make sure you check them out and like any ones that you're interested in us answering. Um, so the first one I have here, uh, which is quite, uh, ha came up quite a lot, which was, um, why is Neverland not a museum or something for the fans, just like Graceland? Yeah, so from what I've heard, uh, 
the zoning laws and the community surrounding just won't allow for it. Uh, I have not personally been to Neverland, but I have many friends that have been there um, both before Michael's passing and after, and it's very difficult to get to. It's a lot of winding roads, and it's also very much in a community, a very low-key community, and mm. I think that it's hard for them to be able to make it into an attraction. They just wouldn't be able to do it. And I also believe that uh, I heard this straight from someone at the estate. I went to a Q&A at oh, one wow. point in Vegas for the uh, diamond celebration, and they said that they would not be able to do it because of logistics. But they would love to, but they can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why I heard that the roads aren't good for it, that it's really secluded, it's hours away from anything, and also the location is... It's a very wealthy part of California as well, isn't it? Yes, I've heard that. So I imagine there being really high-powered people there who have their own ranches and their own estates and they don't want a, a huge spectacle Michael Jackson tourist attraction there. Right, um, right. And I don't think... Okay, even if... I mean, I don't know what the hotels and stuff like in the area too. Like, where would people stay? Because I'd imagine people would come from abroad. Yeah, and you would need a whole infrastructure behind it. Like, you would need expressway, and there would yeah, there would need to be hotels and shops, and it would, it would need to be a whole different location. Yeah. I don't I don't know about the location of Graceland. Whether that's a lot more central or that's you know off a highway somewhere. It's relatively um, easy to get to, but. I don't know. I mean, what could they do? I mean, it would be absolutely amazing if they had some kind of museum or something where it was like the place that fans go where everything you want to know about Michael Jackson or want to see for Michael Jackson is there. Yeah, I would. I think it would be cool to have like costumes displayed and it almost be like, like you said, a museum, but with like rotating exhibits, maybe one day they could have, they could... I mean, not one day, but like one point in time, they'd have like a smooth criminal ex exhibition or one that was just on Thriller. They'd have mm. costumes or they'd have like a little documentary playing in a room, like a real, real museum. Mm. But I, it'd yeah. be really amazing if they had some kind of museum. I presume they must have one, but I haven't heard about it in Gary, Indiana, like near where he was born. Yeah, I don't know. I think I recently heard that the Jacksons, there's going to be a casino built there and then they will be building some type of museum or tribute to the Jacksons there. I heard that, I believe it was last year. Oh, okay. So That's cool. I've never been to Gary though, because they, they, so they might very well have something already. Yeah. Well, well, what I know is that they still own the house that they were brought up in and also next door, the city has bought uh, the house next door for like a gift shop. But it's not. At, oh wow! Yeah, it hasn't actually got any because it's you know I think it's probably Gary Indiana's biggest tourist attraction, so yeah. they're trying to make something out of it. If they had a gift shop, I would personally buy one of each of everything because I love <laughs> the Jackson Five and it's so bad. I'm just like, give it all to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I can vouch for that as well. Right. The next question is, um, how come they haven't made anniversary albums for Dangerous or History or even Invincible or even Invincible? Um, so obviously they've done um, they've done anniversary specials for like Off the Wall and Thriller and Bad, but they haven't done anything for Dangerous and Next Year. It's the thirtieth <laughs> uh, anniversary of Dangerous. So uh, do you think that's likely that the estate will do anything? Um, um I personally think 
I I don't know. I honestly don't anticipate that happening.、Mm. Uh, I think that there's something to be said about having some content for later on, like because Michael Jackson, you know, we still—I I mean, I'm guessing that they would still want to release content ten years from now, twenty years from now, thirty years from now.、Mm. So some of these things they may be saving for a fiftieth anniversary. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, honestly, right? Hundredth <laughs> anniversary? Yeah, they probably are. Because. I assume that Michael Jackson will continue to have new fans, just like there are, you know, Elvis fans in high school.、Uh, but Elvis passed away so many years ago, so I think they're gonna personally try to save some of this stuff. I wish they would they would release it because、mm. that'd be cool. Yeah. As a fan. But even just like a documentary around people who were there, like you know Teddy Riley and some of the producers and people who were like involved in you know let's say for yeah for Dangerous.、Um, I mean, it would be cool to commemorate it in some way.、Um, yeah. But I don't know whether I don't know whether like the estate kind of shies away from the later stuff. Like they kind of want to keep Michael Jackson as you know the kind of prime eighties years, really. Even though obviously Dangerous is a great era, but it kind of sidelines into more controversial areas. Yeah, you know, I think though that the estate. Does incorporate some of his later work. Like I went to the MJ One show. The、um, it's like the Cirque du Soleil、mm. show in Vegas, and one of the actually it was that show that made me appreciate the song "Privacy" on Invincible because I never really liked it to be honest with you. But they use that as kind of well. I, I'm not going to spoil the show for anyone that <laughs> will see it, but they use that in a very interesting way, and it's a part that's very interactive with the audience. And I think that. Whatever is a Michael Jackson song that's powerful and that meant a lot to him, I think they try to incorporate it kind of slyly into projects,、mm. and I appreciate that. Yeah. So hopefully they do do something at some point, even if I'm like 75 years old, <laughs> I would still like a new Michael Jackson project. Yeah,、so、we're still we're still hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also history as an album, you know, it might not be you know. A lot of people's favorite Michael Jackson album, but I think as an era and as a time in his life, I think it's really poignant and really interesting to celebrate it in some way. Yeah, it definitely should be、uh, recognized. So hopefully, hopefully one day. I mean, I know that、um, I heard that they, the best tour footage that they have is the History Tour. So I'm assuming、mm. that whenever we get a History Anniversary album or. Project that it will also include the tour DVD, which I mean,、mm. honestly, everybody probably has already seen on YouTube and stuff by now. But it would still be nice to have an official yeah. release. Yeah. What is there not a history tour DVD? No, not an official one. Nothing. That's mad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you right. You think they would have? You fit. You thought they would have、uh, marketed the hell out of that? <laughs> that、yeah. would have been a quick win for them. But they're trying to stretch this. The I think they're trying to stretch the material out,、um, and I'm not mad at it to be honest. I I amassed so many different Michael Jackson things. Like right in 2009 and 10 when he died, there were like、mm. tons of books and、mm. and magazines and tapes and all types of stuff, and that was cool. But a lot of it I don't really look look at anymore. Because、mm. it was just so much at one time, so maybe they try to space it out to give us something to look forward to. I don't、mm. know. I'm just trying to look at it from a positive light because I don't want to ever think about not having something to re- reflect on 
with these albums, so. Okay, and the last one is, um, how did Michael Jackson react to Jermaine's diss song about him? Now, do you remember this? Have you, <laughs> have you heard about this story? I actually did a bit of research into this before. <laughs> yes, I have heard about um, Word to the Bad. Is that what it's called? Yes, I think. yeah. In 1991, it came out? Yes. Um, okay, so I actually looked this up um, as well, and I actually wrote an article a long time ago about Michael Jackson and Jermaine and the relationship between them, and I included um, word to the bad. <laughs> mm. So uh, I'm just taking a look at it now. I remember that um, Michael Jackson had found a way to take the song off the radio because it was oh, like okay. on the radio at some point, and he found yeah. a, a way to take it down and. Um, it says, uh, well, I, I remember that Sony Music spokesperson was the only one that actually addressed it in the media. I don't think Michael ever actually addressed it, but no. he, they called it a malicious publicity stunt. No, I, I heard a rumor that, because um, do you have any idea why this song came about or, you know, what was his motivation to bring it out at this time? Um, I heard that um, Michael and Jermaine were trying to use the same producer. Yes, that's what right? I heard. So, I mean, if anyone doesn't know about this song, this song is called Word to the Bad, and I think the lyrics are pretty salacious. He talks about him lightening his skin. I think there's some connotations around plastic surgery and being selfish and not being considerate of his family and forgetting who, who he is and stuff like that, um, which is... It's very early 90s of them. It's the equivalent of the National Enquirer if they came out <laughs> with a song. <laughs> um, and yeah, what I heard was that he... Because I imagined that there was probably... Obviously, uh, up into... Well, from the point of the Victory Tour and they kind of all fell out. Um, and then Michael Jackson was always being asked by his brothers to do a new album, to do a new tour. You know, he kind of relented a bit with, you know, the single in 89. Yeah, I think there's always been this tension between them, particularly during this period, and that they um, fell out because um, Jermaine was trying to work with Babyface and uh, L.A. Reid on his new record and they had to be taken right. away from his record to work on Michael Jackson's uh, Dangerous album so it meant that it delayed his album and he wasn't able to get it out when he wanted to and he tried to speak to Michael Jackson about it and he completely shut him out, he wouldn't answer his phone calls, he couldn't get in contact with him so I think he probably used this as a motivation like well if you're not going to speak to me personally then I'm going to hit you where it hurts right. and it's going to be on the radio now. And I know that after, so I know that when the radio got a hold of this song, um, Jermaine said, he tried to say that it was leaked to the radio. I don't know if there's any truth behind that, but I know that the stations, I had seen that they were playing the song back to back with Black or White, which hadn't really, the Dangerous album hadn't come out yet, but they were playing it back to back with the single. Oh, That's really? what I read. Ah, and it's kind of a comment on both because he's obviously talking about his race in it, in who's the bad? Is it? Yeah. What's the I, bad? What's the uh, word to word, to, word the to the bad? Yeah, in word to the bad, and then black or white is obviously talking about race as well. So they kind of complement each other, and I don't know whether he had any idea around what the new single with Michael Jackson was that he wanted to create a reaction <laughs> <laughs> like song to it. Right. 
you know, I think also um, Jermaine had shared in his book, uh, I forgot what it's called now. I think it's You Are Not Alone, Jermaine's yeah. book. And he shared that he had been trying to reach out to Michael with calls and letters and uh, telegrams, I guess. There was no texts. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Pages, right, page notes. Yeah, and he was not getting back to him, but he said that after the song was released, they did end up having the, the meeting. The um, in-person yeah. meeting. So that was really cool. They got to make up after that. Well, because what I heard from this is that when the song was released, the next day Michael Jackson turned up at Havenhurst. What did he do? He demanded to speak to Jermaine. So then it was him, Jermaine, and Catherine, you know, their mother, mm-hmm. um, mediating between each other. And Michael Jackson was just really upset by it. And he said to, and Jermaine said, I, you know, I will not get rid of the single, the single's being released, like, you know. And Michael Jackson actually said it would be really bad for your career. So even if you don't care about me, then do it for your career because this is not going to look good on you. And I think he was dropped by his label, like, the next. I think it was a last ditch attempt because his album weren't doing well for a few you know the last few albums and I think he really needed to find some way in order to drum up some publicity around his new music yeah I don't know oh I do want to read this one selection from the book that Michael that Jermaine says uh, about in regards to Michael's fans and what Mm -hmm. we think about um, the song He says, Jermaine says, To this day, some of Michael's fans hold word to the bad against me in a way that he did not. But ultimately what mattered was forgiveness between brothers. The truth was that our difficulties were no bigger or smaller than any other families, but they became magnified by my actions and Michael's fame. Thankfully, we've always been able to put matters into perspective and move on. It takes a lot more than a few ill-considered lyrics to break the ties of kinship between us. And that's what Jermaine said. Yeah, and I think that this happens all the time. It's the equivalent of calling your brother, like, you know, a name <laughs> by writing a song yeah, about them and, yeah. and putting it out there and then the whole world can consume it and everyone thinks that this, it's this seething vendetta against each other and that it might be in a, part, a point in time when he was really frustrated with him and then they made up and they were, you know, good with each other as, as you go on, as you do with right. family, but... And, and particularly in the public eye, people hold resentments that celebrities suppo- supposedly have uh, towards them for years and years to come. Right. It's almost like it just reminds me of like, you know, even in friendships, talking about your relationship and being like, oh my God, I can't believe my boyfriend did this, blah, blah, blah. We got into this huge fight. And then, you know, then I forgive my boyfriend and then like my friends just hate him forevermore. Yeah. You know, it, it just happens in human nature, I guess, like... If you're not actually in the situation, you just remember what you were told or what you can, you know, what you consumed from it. But there's always three sides to the story. There's Jermaine's side, Michael's side, and the truth. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, I always have this with uh, with parents as well. That you'll say one thing about someone and they use it against them forever, and it's like, oh my god, that happened ten years ago. (laughs) Yeah. That's not. That's not who they are now. (laughs) Um, yeah okay brilliant well i think that kind of wraps us up now thank you so much so that's it from us here at the detail uh thanks for listening and hope to see you next time that was so much fun bye guys